Sharif. Let's go. Let's go. Y'all want to start? I said we start. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great. You're welcome. Not you, bitch. You guys hear Siri's stupid ass come in? You're welcome. That bitch comes in everywhere. Fucking Siri's be coming in. I don't like Siri's. I don't, I don't like the bitch connected to my shit, man. This bitch just came in and said, you're welcome, bitch. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the audience and the people that listen to the podcast. You know, the truckers, the prostitutes. You know what I mean? The, the rural white people way out in the, <clears throat> in the areas where black people don't often get to commute. I'm talking to my listeners. This bitch series comes in talking about, thank you, you fucking artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is on the rise. I don't know. I'm I'm starting to question all of my fucking what is the, what do we call it? Conspiracy theories. Yeah, my conspiracy theories are getting questioned every day. Oh, you know them old ones. Oh, population control. They're trying to kill us. Then you find out that man, it's a lot of. There's a lot of room on planet Earth. Did you guys know? Welcome to everybody that's coming into the North Star Podcast. By the way, you know that we're just starting off here. Thank you to everybody that's been subscribing. Them subscribe. Those subscription numbers are continuing to jump. Um, this podcast game, if you if you don't play it, you gotta play this game, man. You really do. This 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 is not something that you can just podcast and upload. You have to play the fucking game. You know, you gotta use them hashtags to find like-minded individuals. It's like finding villages and shit. You know what I mean? Like if you sell rabbit pelts, you're out here killing rabbits. You better find the villages that want rabbit pelts. You just can't kill rabbits. You know what I mean? You got to find the villages that rabbit pelts are a high commodity. Same thing with this podcast. But the numbers are going. The numbers are growing. Um, the audience is growing. People are becoming more engaged. Um, I'm thinking, of, well, I actually did. I started a new YouTube page where I can speak a little more freely. You know that my YouTube page that has um, me against the world. And I, I've been kind of working on not having that page be so radicalized. Do you know what I mean? I don't want people to be turned off by that page. I want it to be a place where, you know, even kids, if, if, if a child was to stumble onto that page, I would just like to feel safe knowing that it's a good rep representation of me, the brand, you know, but I still got to have fun. Like, I really want to have fun. I love going live. I love talking to people. I love commenting and engaging with folks. So I started another YouTube page and we're going to run the numbers up on that one. But uh, yeah, that's going to be the page where I go live. And I'm actually going to start uploading my podcast episodes. Any episode after this one, this will this episode that you're listening to right now will be the last and final time that there's not a visual to go with it. Um, if you guys follow me on Instagram, Simba, the number five, I M B A underscore Ali. If you follow me on social media platforms, then, you know, I put clips from time to time, right? I'll put clips that have like, um, you know, they're, they're a whole theater, they're theater, but they're only short little clips, three minutes. Sometimes if they're good, they will be four or five minutes, but I'm going to do that with my whole podcast. So on my page, the Simba Ali page, you'll be able to listen and watch the entire podcast episode. And then I'll do my little, you know, editing, adding my videos and my music to it to keep it fun. So yeah, that's where I'm going to be going live at and uploading my podcast. So like I said, if you're following me, make sure you pay attention, pay attention, stop sitting in class and dozing off and daydreaming, pay attention to the teacher. I'm the teacher. You're the student. 
You guys got to click the link in the bios and get on over to that Simba Ali page. It's going to be fun. I'll be going live talking shit. Like I said, I got to be careful that I don't fuck up the brand. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to fuck up the brand, what I've built and what I'm building over there with TNSP, um, TNS TV. And I got a lot of things that are, that can be viewed, witnessed, worn, listened to by a broad audience. And I'm not, and I'm trying not to fuck it up, but I, you guys know me. I like to talk shit. I like to be crazy. I like to say things that normally would put my podcast in jeopardy. So I had to create another page. Like, you know, Kevin Durant does that. Kevin Durant will make a ghost fucking account on Twitter and then go after everybody and shit. Like, I'm like that. I got to make another page where I can be myself. So that's what's, what the fuck is this coming across? P and, are you fucking serious? P and B rock got killed. Are you fucking serious? (laughs) Now this just came across my timeline, guys. I'm getting loaded up here. You guys know I usually spend a lot of time just kind of getting to know the familiar, the familiarities. Did I say that right? The familiarities. And across my screen, it says P and B rock murdered in a LA botch or LA robbery attempt. They tried to rob him in LA. Now, if you guys um, are paying attention, like I said, in the nigga world, in the Chitlin circuit, fucking, what's my nigga's name? Sauce Walker? They just tried to rob him in California and the nigga got killed. And Sauce Walker shot a fucking video right over the nigga's dead body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sauce Walker, that's a wild nigga. Nigga, that nigga was, nigga, Sauce Walker shot a video, short video, but it was a video. While the nigga that tried to rob him was dead. His oodles and noodles was linking out on the fucking pavement. This nigga Sauce Walker was shooting a fucking public service announcement, nigga. That's some bold shit. But fucking PNB Rock gets killed, man. PNB Rock gets killed. Wow, wow. Let me scroll. Let's scroll through. Like I said, we're gonna today we're not gonna I don't I haven't gotten anything. Oh, I did. My grandmother and my mom came out to visit me. Had a great time. My grandmother, my mother came out and visited. Me, my wife, and my son. I made them my special pineapple fried rice. I'm going to get to it, guys. Look, look, phone's going off. Everything's popping. Hold on, guys. But, uh, yeah, my mom um, and my grandmother came out. I made them my special shrimp pineapple fried rice. Um, I got to get some love on me by the elders, the, um, the most wise, the most wisest of women that I've ever known is the women that had their, ha- had their hands on raising Simba Ali since I was knee high to a grasshopper. So it felt good. Had them come out here, got to catch up, got to get some good love on me. And now I'm back with you guys with this bullshit. All right, let's, let's get into the shits. God damn, man. Fucking PNB rock. You know what I like to do? I like to go on Twitter because Twitter will kind of get me to update on what's going on here. Let's get on Twitter and see what's happening here. See what people are saying. Oh, there goes my guy. There goes my guy. Ah, man, my fellow Street King guy. See, my fellow Street King guy, a lot of my friends are still wrapped up in street culture and they're older. You know what I'm saying? They're in their 40s. Some of them are even approaching their 50s. And them niggas are still living by street culture and still and 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 they get mad when I challenge their shit. Like they'll they'll post something online and I'll I'll challenge it from a sensible aspect. From a from a just a sensible aspect. Wait a second, man. But for us people that don't deal in crime and fucking street nigga ideologies, what you said was kind of shaky, kind of questionable. But anyway, here goes my guy. I love him to death, though. These are my niggas. I love him to death. That's one thing that's clear about all. If I talk about you, listen, man, we are who we are. You know, you might say some things about me. There's something I'm not perfect. I say that nigga this and that, you know, I I love you guys. 
But nonetheless, when I open up Twitter to see what's going on with PNB Rock, the first thing that pops up is, is my guy, Mr. Neil. Oh, man, I got to have him on the show. I got to get Mr. Neil on the show. Now, I'm not going to go at him for what he said. I'm just going to go at his post, just the post, not him. He's a very intellectual person. And just like me, if don't take my Twitter shit against me. If you were to grab one of my tweets and try to use it to examine how smart I am, you're going to, if you'll fail, I say all kind of stupid shit on Twitter. Don't use that. But if you just want to attack the post, feel free. If you just want to say, no, I'm not trying to say anything about you, Sim, but I'm just saying this post, this, this thing you said right here, I got to come at it. So anyway, PNB Rock loses his life, loses his goddamn life, right? And my nigga, and he's still wrapped up in the hip hop industry. So of course, but this is what he says. He says, for all that think I'm tripping, uh, when um your LA tour guy, I bet y'all believe me now, LA is no joke. Uh, Rondo, Sauce, and now PNB. If it ain't you, it could be your friend. You want everyone to go home safe. Tap in with the locals. Y'all so worried about checking in. Be smart. Ah, Mr. Neil. God damn it, Neil. Now, so like I said, not the person because Mr. Neil, the person is a very intellectual person. So I'm not, come on. But we gotta, if I put out a record and somebody says that record is trash, if somebody says Simba's a great artist, but that record, Little African Child, you feel me? If, if I put out Little African Child, the little African child lives in me. You know what I'm saying? And everybody says African child wasn't good. Okay, you have the right to criticize African child. I'm criticizing African child, Neil. I'm not criticizing you. You're an intelligent brother, highly intellectual brother. But I have to get little African child. I have to attack little African child. Okay, so he said that basically, and I'm going to sum it up what he said here is basically you should check in. That's what he's doing. He's, he's basically promoting check in. Now, this is every, we all like who we like. You know, I, I, I'm fond of Charlton White. He's fond of Big U. You know, everybody has people who they're fond of. So this to me seems like almost an outward promotion of checking in. And I'm like, Neil, come on, bro. We vibrate higher than that. Don't you think that we should be talking about the dangerousness of gang violence? And the fact that gang violence is getting out of control to the point where three people, black people, I don't know how many white people I know the was that even in L.A. when the Nike store got robbed? I know white people don't seem to be bothered by this gang problem. It seems to be getting us black people. Here they go again. PNB. God damn, man. This shit's fucked up. How many rappers? How many goddamn rappers are we going to lose before the year 2022 is up? Shit. So, yeah, to get back on subject, my guy, Mr. Neal, said that, you know, you might want to check in and. Everybody wants to try to throw shots at checking in. It might be the right thing to do. Basically, what I feel like he's saying, Mr. Neal, if that's not what you're saying, feel free to pull my coattail and say, nigga, bring up the subject and bring it back around again. But that's what I feel like you're saying. I feel like you're saying that everybody wants to make a big deal about checking in. It can be a safe thing for you. Well, it cannot be. Who checked in? Mr. Mr. Neal, you know better than that. Who did Nipsey check in with? Yeah, that's what I want to know. What about the rappers that were supposed to be checked in and still got hit? Yeah, yeah, Tupac was checked in. He was good and go. Well, he still got hit. Yeah, man, what about, I think Biggie was checked in. Wasn't Biggie checked in? Biggie got killed. Nipsey got killed. Man, Quando Rondo, wasn't Quando, ain't that why Quando Rondo wants to drop his flag? Because he was checked in with Big U specifically? Nigga, Quando Rondo's been in some shit, nigga. He fucking had to clap. His boy, Lil Tim, had to clap. King Von, I see it, guys. I see it, I see it. Let me click this off so it's not fucking making the noise. Anyway, 
Yeah, fucking Quando Rondo, nigga. This nigga almost gets killed in California. And he's like, hey, big big you and all the check-in guys that Mr. Neil's talking about, all this checking in, let's go do something. And they didn't do anything. So it's like, what, wait a second. Do I check in? Do I not check in? What the fuck's going on now with this check-in? What do I get if I check in? Seems to me that there's two things that we need to highlight. One, fuck checking in. Fuck checking in. What you need to do if you're black and you're a rapper, why don't you hire two to three, four white guys, big six foot six white guys, six foot four, six foot six white guys that are fresh out of the Marines with tattoos and the look in their eye like they like to kill brown people. Yeah, I don't want the friendly white guy. I want the Marines that spent their term. What do they call it? Their tour. I want white Marines with beards that spent their tour killing black motherfuckers. I don't, it, man, where did you spend your tour at? Oh, I was in Russia. Nope. Peter, where did you spend your tour at? I was in Africa. Come on. Hey, uh, Zach, where did you spend your tour at? Afghanistan. Come on. I, you, all you need is four to five ex Green Beret. You don't even need four to five. You can get you two to three ex Green Beret paramilitary motherfuckers. That are willing and ready to kill a nappy-headed, big, nostril, lip, gang-banging nigga. Criminal motherfucker. Stop having your boys that don't go to the range. I'm telling you, man, niggas are not threatening anymore. You guys got the wrong thing in your brain. You think that, oh, I got my guys around that this is a threatening look. Not, no. Not, we know what's going on. Niggas are soft. They're too detached from their ancestors. They're too detached from that power. They now are tapped in and, and attached to the power of white Democrats. The weakest kind of white people is who black people are now attached to. So, no, man, man, I'm telling you, man, when I, I tell people all the time, when I get famous, I refuse to have any black nigga around me. I want three to four paramilitary white guys that are professioned in the art of killing niggas. Fuck are you talking about, gang? You Them gang niggas ain't that tough, nigga. They only go where they fucking see it sweet at. They wait to catch you lacking. They wait to catch you slipping. They thought they caught Sauce Walker slipping. End up back and backfiring on her ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. But when they see you walking around with white guys with beards and shit, white people scare black people now. It, 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 we're, we're fearful. We're, we're, we're little, especially the gang side. You might have some black people that are actually doing things like that are actually engaging and fighting. You know what I mean? There's black people that train MMA there's black people that actually are in the military there's black people that are in law enforcement these are the black people that are the strong black people now yeah we used to think that the gangsters was tough the crips the bloods the gds the bds we used to think that you niggas was tough you niggas are the bitch ass pussies and you prey on the weak that's it you don't want to fight you prey on the weak you remember the movie predator i was just watching the movie predator with my wife and the predator, there was a scene in the predator where he, he could have killed the girl, but her foot was caught in a bear trap. And my wife was like, why didn't predator kill the girl? And I had to explain that real predators, real killers, real monsters, they don't hunt things that aren't running or a threat to them. They want the challenge. So when the predator, when, um, encountered the grizzly bear and the wolf, he wanted to engage. He wants to engage in something that's good enough that challenges me. That's not gangbangers. Gangbangers do not want to fight a challenging fight. That's why they have ceased to fight off the Aryan Brotherhood. They have ceased to fight off the Mexican Mafia. They have ceased to fight off 
uh, members of different other cartels and organizations that are impeding in our communities. And they focus strictly on extorting the black people. They focus strictly on causing havoc to one another. We don't want to fight the fights that are right there. And that could probably be profitable if we win. Shit, it might be profitable if we kick the Asian triad's ass. That might be a heroin trade that we could take over. Yeah, what the fuck good does it do to kill Reggie, Ronnie, and little these niggas in our community? We ain't going to prosper, nigga. Let's go to war with the Mexican mafia and try to take over the cartel shit. That might be prosperous for us. That's what I mean. It's not about money anymore. Niggas try to act like, no, it's not about money anymore. If it was about money, then we would be going at other gangs and of other cultures. The fact that we feed on each other lets us know it's not about money. It's about something else. So anyway, damn, PNB Rock killed. Yeah, so Mr. Neal, stop saying that. Gang, you should tap in. What the fuck does it ever do? What Big U doesn't, come on now. The same guys that you call to tap in are the guys that set you up to get killed. Let's say what it is. Let's say what it is. The same guys, especially if you're not from there. Now, if, you, if you're from Cali or you have deep-rooted Cali ties like Fat Joe. Fat Joe, say, Fat Joe has a history and a tie where he can trust his sources. But these new young niggas coming in, they're just trying to do something. They're trying to use rap as a way to get out the hood. And they're trying to see California for the first time. Never been out the hood. Never been out of, uh, never been out of GA. Never been out of Atlanta. Never been out of Chicago. Never been out of Houston. Never been out of Miami. They're just using rap to try to do something with their life. They're being told that they got to check in with people like Big U and others. Who end up extorting these guys. And setting them up for murders anyways and robberies anyways. Yeah, they squeeze them as much as they can. Now, the ones that they do, like there's those few ones where it's like, well, if you're really, if you're really about the street life, which means you're really evil for some reason, if you're a rapper and you're really evil, then, you know, these guys that you're supposed to check in with will show you favoritism. If you have real street ties, you've done time, you've killed a nigga, you shot a nigga. We can call, we can call back to your hometown and get certification from the demons that say, no, this guy isn't just a rapper. He's actually shot people. That's why Young Thug was able to people like, what happened with Young Thug? How does he get into it with game? And he's running around up because they checked back to Atlanta, Fulton County. And we see Young Thug is official, right? That's what they got. That's the call that they got four years ago. When Young Thug was threatening the game and Wack 100 says, I'm running around California. I'm strapped like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fuck you. Fuck all this nigga. We banging. And nothing happened to Young Thug. All the gang members in California made the call to Atlanta and the demons there, the ones who are responsible for the vicious murders and the extortions of the black communities in Atlanta, particularly Fulton County, gave the thumbs up to people like Big U, to Wack 100. No, Young Thug actually killed other black people before. So, oh, well, then we give him a little bit of, but then you get the guys who are strictly talented, right? You get the guys who are strictly talented. I don't really have street ties. I got a little bit of street ties. I grew up in the hood, but really I'm a rapper. Those are the ones that get squaws. Is it squaws a word? Squeezed. They get squeezed, squoes. <laughs> they get fucking used, extorted. It's an ugly game. It's an ugly, ugly game. Even that you find out what's going on with Nipsey Hustle. Did you know? Did you guys know? And this is allegedly, I'm not going to say this to be fact. This is allegedly what I'm hearing out of California. That the people in California, the policymakers, the people in power, the Jewish community, that community that basically Nipsey Hussle was trying to be a part of, 
with the Vector deal. When you hear about Nipsey Hustler, Nipsey Hustle, Vector, Nipsey Hustle was trying to leave Big U in that gang life. And because Black Sam also wasn't affiliated with the Rolling 60s, Black Sam was trying to take his little brother into the new Jewish corporate world that's beautiful with gardens and roses and water and Fiji and just no problems. But he got into it with that side that my homeboy here, Mr. Neal, is saying we need to check in with. That's the side that killed Nipsey. Right? So, and then it comes time where I guess the policymakers wanted to change the street that's known as Slauson. They were going to change that to Nipsey. They were going to change the street known as Slauson to Nipsey Avenue. And all the rolling 60s got together and told them they better not do that or there'll be problems. Because Slauson means more to them. Slauson. Who is Slauson? I think Slauson is a white guy. I'm 99.9% sure that Slauson is a white guy (laughs) that that street is named after. But that white guy, Slauson, is the name of the Slauson boys. Slauson boys are one of the original groups that hold power in that neighborhood as far as the rolling 60s. Slauson. That's what Big U is. Big U is a Slauson boy. That's why when he says, I really didn't have to get seen in, it's because I was a Slauson boy. My family is the Slauson boys. So I didn't have to get seed in like the rest, like Nipsey did. Nipsey had to get seed in. I didn't, but you didn't have to get seed in. He's part of the Slauson boys. So that group, that, that power hub, the Slauson boys rolls up. Is it a coincidence that that same group, the Slauson boys, big you beefing with Nipsey, not beefing, but got into it with Nipsey. See what I mean? So that veil of protection, it didn't work with Nipsey. Who, did it, who does it work with is what I'm saying. Who gets the veil of protection where it works? And at what cost? And why when Quando Rondo says that he wants to lay the flag down, I don't, I mean, there's certain things I know about gang culture, but there, there's a way that I have to talk to my podcast audience because I know they aren't as entrenched in street culture as I am. So sometimes I speak about street culture from an observatory perspective. Like, I know a lot of my niggas be listening like, Somebody, you know better, but I'm like, I got to talk like this for the listeners that don't. Do you understand what I'm saying? So anyway, um, why is it that when you're part of a gang, if your best friend gets killed or your mom's house gets shot up or you do a long stint in prison and then you come to the realization that gang life is not for you, right? This might be something I joined as a kid. I'm reaching adulthood. And I would like something better for myself. I want something better for my child. I want something better for my family. Why do you guys, this gang has to beat me up to get out? Why can't they just say, okay, man, going on about yourself? Salute. You know what I mean? Put the flag down. Don't rep it no more. Don't be calling us when you get your ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? Don't be getting whooped and then I'm back at 60 now. (laughs) No, nigga, you said you was out, you out. But why does it have to be this thing where we have to jump on you and hurt you? Why is Quando Rondo being compelled and coerced to come back to california so he can get dp'd out he said he doesn't his friend got killed in front of him that's not good enough (laughs) that's that's what lets you know that it's evil anything that's righteous you don't have to get beat up to be not be a christian anymore right if you don't want to be a christian anymore you don't have to be a christian anymore things that are righteous you don't have to get beat up to be out of them you can just say hey i'm not that anymore fine that's fine Why with this gang culture do you have to be hurt 
more trauma. Hurt people hurt people. Why does more trauma have to be inflicted on somebody that's come to the realization that this trauma lifestyle I'm living is not something that I want to continue or pass on to my future generations? If it's something to be idolized, as Big U and others claim, even my partners, like I see Mr. Neil here, if it's so good, why is it attached to something so demonic as having to hurt you to get out of it? When you're done with the military, they don't have to beat you up to get out of the military. When you served your tour, you're done. Or you get dishonorably discharged. They don't beat you up. They write it on a letter, dishonorably discharged. Now, you can't, you can't walk around and say, I've been in the military. No, you can't. You got, you've been dishonorably discharged. We don't have to kick your ass to get you out, though. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So my big thing was when I seen PNB lost his life tragically, God damn, just happened, came across the stream, and then I go on Twitter and I see my homeboy and the first thing he says is he promotes that niggas need to check in. We need to do more checking in. No, we need to do less checking in. We need to do less checking in and more addressing gang culture. That's that's sickness. Four rappers. <laughs> so you mean to tell me, Neil, four rappers get um, attacked because of the the what's what, what do we what do we want to say? The, the allure, the allure of gang culture. Four rappers in California get approached because of the allure of gang culture. And we want to say that maybe more niggas should check in. You don't want to say that maybe we need police to get a little bit tougher on gang violence. We need a good sweep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We need a sweep. Yeah, that's what I said. That's funny. Niggas want to, oh, we need more niggas to check in. I say that, hey, police, what the fuck are you doing? We need some gang sweeps. Yeah, remember back in the days in the 80s and 90s, the police would raid all the time for crack. Well, the niggas ain't selling crack no more. Now they're dealing death. We need some good LAPD officers to do some good gang busts. We need the whole, listen, we need the FBI, we need the CIA, we need the police, and we need the National Guards. We need everybody on deck. We need everybody on deck. I want everybody to and go into these gang-infested neighborhoods and start grabbing and making some arrests. We need some cleaning out. Yeah, too many of these nappy-headed gang-banging criminal delinquent fucking demon steppers are walking around black communities and other communities now, and they need to be off the streets. That's what I say, Neil. So, Neil, you can say that more black people that just want to live a normal life and do things, you, th you can promote that they need to check in with people like Big U and other demonic figures that shadow and bring a cloud of death and destruction and evilness over black communities. You can promote that. Uh, that might be what you think. You think that more black people need to check in and it'd be better. I think that... The law enforcement agencies of America need to do something about gang violence. They need we need more district attorneys and we need more people in powers of law enforcement like that sister out of Fulton, Fulton County. We need more people in positions of power having to do with law enforcement that are like that black woman in Fulton County. Lock these niggas up and let's get more of them. I think it should be a sweep. Police just going through Compton and Watts and the South Side and the West Side of Chicago and the Bronx and Brooklyn. And we just need to go through all the places where we know. Come on, we know what's going on. Let's just send a paramilitary team through that motherfucker and just start making arrests and getting these motherfuckers off the streets. Everything must go, maybe even you. <laughs> Fuck you, time about, man. Damn, I had to take a shot for PNB Rock, man. Fuck, damn. 
That is fucked up. PNB Rock, man. Damn. <sighs> I'm staying the fuck out of California. I can tell you that. There's no reason for me to go to California. But like I said, guys, you don't have to stay out of California. You guys just need to change how you're traveling. Yeah. No more niggas around. That's what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't have a nigga around. That's one lesson I did learn. When I travel now, when I get famous, I'm keeping at least one to two paramilitary white guys with me, man. That's it. Fuck all that other bullshit, man. I don't want no niggas around with no gang because it's like bees. It's like honey with bees. Like if I have a nigga around, it's going to attract the gang members. They're going to look and say, oh, look, a nigga, I can do something. When a nigga sees when a gang banger sees a white guy with a beard, a badge, a gun and an American flag and a tattoo on his arm. He just gets scared and goes the other way. You know what I'm saying? It just don't, we don't, it says don't fuck around. It's not worth it. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Oh, oh yeah. Um, is overpopulation a myth? Yeah, that's what I was. I think that's what I was talking about a little bit earlier when I was saying that I'm starting to not believe so much in my conspiracy theories. A lot of my conspiracy theories that I grew up believing as a teenager are starting to fall by the wayside as more information is revealed. And that's why I say I'm one of the most beautiful people to have a conversation with because I like being wrong. Some people hate that. Some people actually hate being wrong. I love being wrong because it's an opportunity for me to learn. Yeah, if I'm wrong, well, educate me. Now I know and I'm smarter now. Yeah, so I'd love to be wrong. One of the things, though, that came crashing down and just really fucked up my brain when it was revealed. Did you guys know that studies show that if every person on earth, every person, every single person on earth stood shoulder to shoulder that we could fit in Los Angeles. Did you guys know that? Isn't that I'm not saying every person in America. I'm saying every person on earth, if every person on earth stood shoulder to shoulder snug, we could all fit in Los Angeles. That's not even California, people. Think about that. That's a lot of real estate. So this really debunks my whole, oh, they're trying to over, they're killing us because of overpopulation. <laughs> people are fucking too much and they're killing. We're not, first of all, we're not fucking like we used to. People ain't fucking like we used to. Yeah, we're too busy working. Everybody's tired. Motherfuckers ain't fucking like they used to be. Yeah, the porn game is up now. People aren't making babies like they used to be. Women are out working. Women are out being lesbians is what's happening. Women are out being lesbians. Guys are out being gay. Fucking both guys and girls are working. Man, please. We ain't fucking like we used to. But even then, people used to say, oh, overpopulation. They're trying to kill us because we're overpopulated. Shut the fuck up, man. It's too much real estate. They ain't, that overpopulation shit's a farce. That's a farce. The question is, is if there's all this real estate, why the fuck isn't there more? You know what I mean? Like everybody should have like a hundred acres of land. There's no need for people to be living in apartment complexes. If there's all this fucking land, why don't people have land? That's the more question that I go to next. After I find out that there's that much land in real estate, why don't more people have land? Like, man, I'm telling you, we better do something about the rich and the powerful. The people who call themselves middle class, you're the worst. But it's the poor people. Poor people better unite soon. Soon. And I'm talking about you better do it before these homeless people unite. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because they're making all kind of rules where homeless people can just come in your house now. 
You see all these rules that they're passing in Chicago. That I think they passed another rule in California. Where are they? What did they just pass this new rule at? They're passing these rules all over where people can just live in your garage and there's nothing you can do. There's something I can do. Oh, there's something I can do. I'm telling you right now, I shoot people in the ass. You come trying to stay in my house or anywhere by my shit, you're getting shot in the fucking ass. In the ass. I'm not going to kill you. Shoot you in the ass. I shoot people that come on my property in the ass. Yeah. Trespassers will be shot. Survivors will be shot again. Fucking around me. This is crazy, man. This world is, I don't know, man. I'm telling you, something needs to happen. People need to come together. We need to get off the internet. We need to meet in a fucking uh, un, uh, um, agreed upon location. And we need to figure out who the fuck are these people that are making these laws and these rules and shit that are trying to pillage and take away our goddamn freedom. And who are the sick people on planet earth that are going around killing and shooting? Did you guys hear about that? The Memphis nigga, the Memphis nigga almost fucked it up for all niggas, him and the DC sniper. Yeah. Him and the DC sniper. I hate when niggas do crimes that have white people and all other kind of people scared of us. I'll say it. White people. I hate when like I've been going around places and now white people are scared of me again. What the fuck are you so scared of? All you think I'm just going to open this door and start shooting like that nappy headed nigga in Memphis, huh? God damn, did you guys see this nigga was just going on a killing spree? Fuck, but that's that gang gang shit. Everything goes back to gang culture. He wasn't saying black power when he was opening the doors. When this delusional, crazy little nappy-headed, dreadlocked head little nigga with dry shit on his mouth, homicidal fucking murdering motherfucker in Memphis, when he was going on his killing spree, he wasn't opening the door saying black power, Huey P. Newton, free Mumia. No. He was saying, gang, gang, I'm a, I'm a hitter. I'm a stepper. I be clapping shit. I be killing shit. I'm a gang, gang. I be at, come on, you guys, this gang shit. <laughs> That's what I say for my niggas. Oh, we need to promote more gang shit. We need more gang niggas to have power. Checking in gives power to them. Mr. Neal, God damn it. I don't want Big U to have power. I want Big U to stay in that corner where he's at. I don't want him to be able to have political friends and moving. No, I don't want Big U to have power. Sorry, I don't want the demons to have power. We need more checking in. Well, then that means they got to get more power, more money, more influence. No, man. If we cannot promote checking in, that will make them shrivel up, die, and disappear. We want Nipsies, man. We don't want the big U's. I'm, okay, I'm going to say it. I don't want, I want the Nipsies. I want the Nipsies. I want the Tupacs. I want the Biggies. I don't want the Suge Knights. I don't want the Puffies. I don't want them. We don't need them. They don't contribute anything but death and confusion. Damn. More checking in. Let's get more checking in. Let's get more. No, nigga. Let's call the police on anybody who fucking says to check in. Why, why only niggas got to check in? You don't never hear about white people having to check in. Ed Sheeran never has to check in. <laughs> Britney Spears doesn't check in. No white people have to do this check-in shit. It's just if you're black. Ugh, I hate this shit, man. Come on, Charleston White for president. I'm going to start saying Charleston White for president in a minute. You guys are going to piss me off. And we're going to get this nigga elected president. You keep fucking around. Yeah, man, I want niggas in jail, man. I want you guys to fucking go to. I want peace. Malcolm X said that. Betty, when I come home, I want peace. I don't want no yelling. Every time we come back to the black community, it's yelling. I want peace. Like Malcolm X said, can we just have peace one day? Shit. 
<sighs> so I said all of that to say <laughs> the world is not overpopulated, people. If anytime you hear somebody talking about, oh, there's a population control plan, just say stop. Hit them with this the new study. Did you got did you know that if they, they did a study that said if every human being on planet Earth stood shoulder to shoulder, we would fit inside of Los Angeles. Come on, stop. Ah, dun dun do do. What else is going on out there, people? How you guys doing? Let me check in my comments here. Let me go through my comments, comments, comments. How's everybody doing? I hope you're enjoying your Monday. I got a fucking coach tomorrow. Yeah, and when you're a hell of a nigga, you got a lot of shit to do. You guys be wondering why I be having like breaks and shit. Like, why didn't we get an episode? Motherfucker, I got a lot of shit to do. I don't just have the normal. Oh, life like. What does it say? Uh, you was pretty disrespectful to the Latinos and the Asians on the last episode, bro. Um, as a Latino, I felt really disrespected. Just wanted to know where all your hate comes from. That's a good question. Hey. <laughs> Hey, let's in the comments. Like I say, I love this shit. Was I harsh on the Latinos and the Asians last episode? Was I harsh? I don't remember what I said. What did I say? If you could kind of, I don't remember what I said. I got to think. What did I say? Asians, Latin. Oh, oh, when I was talking, was it the N word? When I was saying they can't say niggin, was when I said that Mexicans created hip hop, they carry the turntables. Okay, now I'm starting to remember. I'm starting to remember. Um, well, first of all, let me just get out the way this. I have mucho respect, mucho grande respect for my, um, Aztec Mexican people, my Chicano Mexican people. I do not give a fuck about anybody that considers themselves to be Latin or Spanish because Latin and Spain are in Europe. Okay. So it, I don't care about any fucking Chicano or Aztec looking person that refers to themselves as a people and as a culture that come from Europe. Okay. So my Chicanos, my true Aztec warriors. I love you guys. And if I disrespected your culture in any, any way, I apologize. Um, to my Asian people, I have uh, massive respect for my Asian cultured people. Um, not only just in America, but just what Asian what the continent and the people of Asia have contributed to history and humanity. So I, 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 when I, when I was speaking about them in the last episode, it was kind of on, it was kind of, um, what, what's the word that I'm using of glass half empty. And what I was saying is that the Asians who say nigga to me or to any black person, if you're Asian and you let the word nigga come out your mouth around black people, if you're a Latino or a Mexican and you let the word nigga come out your mouth around black people, what I said is you should let the black person say, if you're an Asian, you should let them say chink. If you're a Latino, you should let them call you a wetback or a spick. And if you don't, if you don't allow me as a black person to call you a spick as a Latino, as you say nigga, if you don't allow me to call you the Asian a chink, and you want to stand on some kind of racial superiority and you honoring your people, but you would denigrate me to me. You're not a real Asian to me. You're no different than the white people. That was my point is that any Asian, any Latino or Mexican that would say nigga, that would say that word nigga in front of a black person, knowing the historical, um, atrocities a tie to that word hip-hop has only been around since the 80s 
You can't tell me that a culture that's only been around since the 80s is going to erase a culture that has been around since planet Earth. Okay? So, when I say that, when you hear me talking with a little bit of venom to the Latino community or the uh, Mexican community or the Asian community, it's only towards the Asians and the Mexicans who use the word nigga around black people. It's only to the Asians and Mexicans who think that their racial superiority supersedes mine or any other black person. You guys get it for an Asian to come up to me and say, what's up, nigga? To me, like I said, you would have to let me say what's all oh, not not much my chink. Now, if, when I say my chink, if your face gets riled up and you get mad and you want to fight and I say, why are you getting mad? Well, you're, you're, you're disrespecting my culture. You're disrespecting mine by saying the N word. Well, now what they would say is, well, you guys call each other that. They would say, but you guys call each other the nigga. And what I would go back to him and say, and this is to every Asian I know and to every Mexican I know. Even if you and your Mexican friends or even if you and your Asian friends called each other chinks and wetbacks. If I'm really your friend, I'm not going to participate in that because I know the relevance and I know where that word comes from. I don't know why you guys are doing it. And to be honest, I'm not Asian. So it would be hard for me to understand what led you guys to using the word on one another. But me being a black American, knowing where that word comes from, knowing the same people that use that word and created that word are the same people who have been keeping me in servitude and in disharmony in this country. I'm not going to use that word. Even though I see my Asian brothers, y'all going back and forth, calling each other chink. I'm not going to do it because D you're my friend. Because you're my friend. I'm not going to, I can't do that. So y'all get to do it. I'm just going to stay out of it. Now, if I join in and stay, huh, huh, yeah, so chink, chink, chink. Even if you guys let me do it and you laugh and you let me do it. Am I your friend if I do that? Why would I want to do that? Why wouldn't I want to show not only you, but your culture, your grandma, your aunt. I don't know who's around when I'm saying that word, who's upstairs. Your grandma might be upstairs. Your aunt might be upstairs. She didn't come from this new generation in the 80s where you guys do that. So for her to come downstairs and she's 60 years old and for her to hear me say, hey, chink. It's going to rub her. She comes from Vietnam. She comes from where that word means something. So even though you, my boy, we went to school together and you laughing it off and it don't mean nothing to you. Do you guys get it? Same thing with my with my Mexican people. Can't call you spick. I can't do it. Even if you guys do it to one another. That's your culture. Just like women. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Oh, well, I can't say it because it means something because men gave it the words. Women had to take it back, strip it of its power, power and make it just another word like bottle, like table. But that's amongst themselves. I, as a man, the, the party responsible for creating that word and putting the negative connotation on that word, I cannot now dabble my toe when I'm around women and say, why can't I call you bitch? I just got to sit out of that one. If I have any kind of morale, any kind of self-righteousness, any kind of, do you know what I mean? Any kind of goodness in me. I don't even want to peel back of, well, you guys call each other bitches. Why can't I? I just can't. That's not to say I'm not going to call you bitches. I'm just not going to do it in your presence. When I'm with my guys, I might say, man, them bitches, them bitches, them bitches. But when I'm around a woman, I shut it off out of respect for you. Same thing. 
I'm not telling Asians and Mexicans not to say nigga shit. Hip hop's one of the greatest forms of music. If you're listening to hip hop and you're in your fucking barrio or you're in Chinatown and there's no black people around, fucking say nigga all you want. Fuck, dude, what the fuck do we care? We can't hear you. But I would just ask that if a black person comes around, you shut it off. You do not let your black friends come around and keep using the nigga word with that look. I've seen it. Asians say it and they look at you like, are you going to say something? Do you think I should say something? You know, you know, I should say something, right? Are you going to say something? Come on, man. Why do we got to do this dance? Just don't say it. It's the same dance that white people do. Like, just don't fucking say it, man. I don't want to fucking do this dance with you guys. Don't fucking say it. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else? God damn. PNB rock murdered, boy. My nigga, we need to do more checking in. <laughs> this nigga. <laughs> Them niggas be killed. I tell you, man. But it ain't just him. It's a lot of niggas. Like I said, a lot of my niggas I grew up with are just wrapped up in that gang culture, man. Gang culture, hip hop just fucked us up. I'm so glad I broke free of that shit. Like, I'm so glad I'm free of just... Stupid nigga hip hop shit. Nigga, I rub, nigga, we're not even testing these theories out. What did he say? Something else. Me and him got into it. Oh, he said something on uh, uh, Twitter. What did he say? Oh, about how, uh, why do the woke? That's what he said. He was like, why? Something to the, something to the tune of, man, these woke people out here be all self-righteous and they be all uh, cocky. He was like, and it takes away from, you know, basically saying woke people can't be cocky. That's what he was saying. And again, I'm like, nail, but this is street. That's why I say I, I, my friends are my like guinea pigs. I tested on my friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, nail. So you're telling me a woke person. And, and, uh, and again, certain things reverberate on around back to me. Sometimes I'll see a post and I'm like, People have said that to me. People have said that about me. People have come in my comment section and said that to me. So when I see my friend or anybody post it, it makes me want to be like, I got to deal with it, right? So when when I seen uh, Neil post woke people acting all, you know, too much ego. Yeah, that's what he said. Woke people with all this ego, it makes you, you're still a slave to your own ego or some shit like that. If you're woke, but you have an ego, you're still a slave you're acting all self-righteous. You're fake woke. Like, that's basically the tune of it, right? And I'm like, damn, I know people say that. But I'm like, Simba, how can you be so woke and so enlightened, but you, you talk bad about people? You, you have arrogance and you, you have this cocky ego. And I'm like, Neil, you can't name a person you like that doesn't have an ego. Are you fucking kidding me, Neil? What are we doing, man? Look at how we're doing this. And what we're basically doing is we're saying, if you're woke, be quiet so nobody can hear you, right? That's what Neil is saying. If you're woke, look, these are the things that we promote. Like I say with my friend, I'm watching him do it. If you're woke, shut up, sit in a corner and wait for somebody to come talk to you and then enlighten them. But don't be, don't broadcast it. Don't have an ego like Michael Jordan, right? Don't buck your chest out like big you, right? Don't stand on your accolades and the things that you've done that aren't street things that are great things, fatherhood, coaching. Don't don't boast those out in front of us, right? Like some of our favorite drug dealers do, right? Don't be boastful and brag like Kobe Bryant did. Don't be full of yourself with your ego like Tupac, like Nipsey, like Michael Jordan, like all of our great players that we love and we idolize. Anybody that we look at and we idolize has an ego. You can't point to somebody that doesn't have an ego, like Conor McGregor, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, 
Every day we watch people with egos and we love these people. The fact that they have egos and they weren't contained to say, oh, I'm just a small sheep. No, I'm a peacock. I'm a fucking eagle. I'm great at what I do. Right. And we love that. Neil loves that. Mr. Neil loves that. Like I said, we know each other. He doesn't like quiet people. He likes people that are braggadocious. So when I hear him say woke people, you don't be like that, though. You need to be quiet. Well, how am I going to get an audience? I'm just going to sit here and be quiet while the braggadocious people that are doing evil get to get all the attention. If I don't brag about the goodness, then it's only the people bragging about the evil that get the attention. Do you understand that? So that's why I was like, wait a second, Neil, that doesn't make any sense. Are you saying that you don't want woke people to have egos? Does it make sense? Malcolm X, when you came to see Malcolm X, he constantly, look at you with your conk and your white bitch. You got your white woman right there and you got that conk in your head. You're eating that pork and you're smoking them cigarettes. Look at you. You ain't nothing but a white man's dog. This is Malcolm X, man. Farrakhan still does it to this day. Farrakhan will get up there and make a motherfucker feel low. You're reading and, and, you, and every dollar you get, you give it to, man, I feel, man, he's talking down about me. He's woke. Why does he need to do that? But we love Farrakhan. We love Malcolm because he's dead. <laughs> when did we start liking these quiet people who didn't talk? Bruce Lee, boastful. Who are the quiet people that sat on a roof and didn't tell anybody they were great? And what Neil is saying and what a lot of people are saying, it's not just Neil. I know, Neil, I'm going to have to cut you in on this shit. And <laughs> Neil's like, man, you use my name a lot in this episode. Like, yes. Yes, you're the, you're the subject of this one, my nigga. But what, what, is, what him and other people are saying is if you're righteous, if you're good, if you're smart, if you're intelligent, if you're an avid chaser of, of information, be quiet. Don't boast. Just gather that information. Be that person and just be quiet in a corner. Don't stand on a roof and shout, I read all these books. I ran all these miles. I took my son to PTA. I coach the neighborhood kids. I'm not cheating on my wife. I mowed my lawn. I'm eating right so I can live a long life. Don't, why are you doing that? Well, I'm only doing that because the guy that you guys are all crowded around and you guys, everybody says is a great person and you got his picture on your wall and you idolize him and you listen to all, everything, all these stupid sayings he says. He's talking about, I got a caddy. I got a, I got a Lambo, right? I got a Beamer. I got, look at my wrist, look at my neck, look at my wrist, look at my shoes. He's bragging too. He's just bragging on stupid shit that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean a fucking thing. I scored 5,000 points. I won seven rings for the Chicago Bulls. You got a, nigga, you almost didn't even get a piece of the team. Nigga, you lucky Bob Johnson sold you the Bobcats, so you would have been one of the greatest players without a fucking team. Nigga, fuck you. What are you doing? He scored a thousand points. He gets to brag about that. But can I brag about being a father? No, if you're a father, just be, that's something that you should know. Everybody don't do that, nigga. Even that basketball player right there, Michael Jordan, all these people, they're not good dads. Yeah, being a good dad is the greatest trophy. So why when somebody says, I'm that, man, you should be quiet about that. Why? This nigga's bragging about a fucking car and some clothes and a watch and a bitch that he fucked and a house that he bought and a trip that he's going on. 
and a record deal that he's like, why can he brag about all these things in the streets and street culture, gang culture, entertainment, brag, boast, brag, boast, brag, be cocky, ego, ego, street. But then when a woke person like myself comes along, like Charleston White, even a little bit of ego, sorry, a lot of ego, man, you need to be humble. Fuck you. My dick's too big to be humble, bitch. Suck it. That pisses me off. Why do I got to be? Why do I have to be humble? That's that fucking fucking I got to be humble for. Nobody we looked up to Floyd Mayweather, all the people I grew up to, none of them were humble. And you guys don't like humble. How am I going to get my message of righteousness across on a loud, massive um, platform if I'm if I use humble? We don't like humble. Well, bro, you being woke timeout. <laughs> Niggas act like because you're woke, you're some fucking superhero or something. Like, that's what I mean when I say black people are so sick. We're so fucked up. I think my nigga Neil might even have said that to me. Yeah, bro. But you being woke, you know. We expect a little bit more. You Ain't you supposed to see? No, nigga, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a human being just like you. I was born in 1907 South 7th Street. You were born in 1906 South 6th Street. Nigga. Fuck. Why would you think that because I'm woke... That I'm some superhero. I was born in the same block as you. I was born in the same single parent household just like you. Same. My parents had the same income as you. My mom did. I born the same. Was same. I went to the same high school as you. Or the same. What the fuck makes you think that because I'm woke. That now I have to fly and I have to live like Buddha. I cannot do no wrong. I must not do any wrong. I must sit on the porch and be peaceful like God. And just say God. And positive energy. Suck that shit is so fucking stupid. I'm just like you. I'm a human being. The only reason why I'm woke is because I choose to want to chase and learn. Most people, other people choose to not want to chase and learn. They choose to settle and accept things the way that they are and promote ideas that are connected to old philosophies because they're easier. That's what most people do. I'm not like that. I'm not a God. I can't fly. I can't breathe underwater. I can't dodge bullets. I can't heal after a, if I get cut. I, I, you need to be different. I'm not different. I'm the same as you. You got an ego. I have an ego. You like to talk shit. I like to talk shit. I just talk shit for righteousness. That's the only difference. You will promote the negative things that you do. You will promote your walking around in Grape Street in the projects with the Crips. You will promote lean. You will promote gang violence. You will promote mayhem and this shit. Okay, I don't do that. I promote righteousness. Why can't I have ego attached to my righteousness? Same thing I was talking with my mother about. She was very confused. She said something about um, a warrior who was always at war is seldom at peace with themselves. And I said, wait, 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 wait one second, mother. There's something called a peaceful warrior. Yeah, see, we have this idea and it all comes from a European um, like storybook. Everything that black people think good, bad, the devil has horns, good wears white. It's like good is up, bad is down, plus negative. Everything that we think of comes from some fairy tale that has been told to us by <laughs> some European people. So I had to, ed- I had to enlighten, not educate educate my mom but i didn't lighten her there's something called a peaceful warrior mother yes you have your warriors who like to kill and they're never at peace because they're fighting internal demons that's why they like to kill 
That's why they're not happy with themselves. But then you have peaceful warriors who wake up and they love the birds. They play with their children. They kiss their wife. Then they go out and they practice their sword play. They go out and practice their martial arts. They go out and lift proper weights. They prepare themselves for if at any time somebody impedes on my peace, I must protect it with violence. Right? I don't walk around angry, mad all day, but I'm ready to defend my peace with violence if necessary. So it's the same thing with a woke person. Do I walk around all day? Am I this ego maniac who if kids come up to me, I don't talk to them. I can't, you know, um, help an old lady across the street. Your ego is so out of whack, Simba, that you don't help old ladies across the street. That if you see a child running without their parents, you won't, you won't, you know, take the girl back home. Is your ego so out of control that you don't do good things? That's crazy. That's what the gang members and the sports players do. We read all the time about how their ego ends up giving, making them do crazy things. Magic Johnson got AIDS. <laughs> yeah, a person's ego can make them do crazy things. Michael Jordan lost his dad gambling. Yeah, your ego can get so big where you think ain't nothing you can do that bad things can happen if you're on the side of negativity. What if I'm on the side of positivity, though? Yeah. What if everything that I brag and boast and scream about is right? I brag and boast about being a good father and a good coach and a good person and a contributing member of my black community. That's good. Why can I, you know, do you understand that? What if I brag about that same thing? Can I start to change the culture? I'm just asking. Why can I brag about the good things? Why can I brag about the, the positive things that we do? Why does it always, why does it always have to be negative? That's all I want to know. So yeah, we're 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 rolling on here. We're rolling in this podcast episode. How's everybody doing out there? Shouts out to my my truckers. You guys remember when I did that stint on the road when I drove the um when I drove the twenty six box truck to Tennessee? During that short little period of time, a lot of truckers. Well, I was hashtagging a lot of trucker things on Twitter because I thought that's what I was going to be doing. I'm like, I'm going to be a trucker. So I like shot my podcast to a lot of truckers and they stuck with me and they shared the content and you know a couple of them have bought the um Savoir Fair t-shirt so shouts out to my truckers out there like I said that's I'm not too sure who, who my audience is but I know I have a strong trucker audience and I know I have a strong rural Minnesota audience that's all that I know I know that the the white folks out in the rural parts of Minnesota are rocking with me and truckers so anybody other than that you're gonna have to make yourself known i'm sorry ah uh, what else is going so yeah back to the latinos that's all i the shots out i love latinos man i'm I mean, not latino i don't love latinos i don't give a fuck about latinos or spaniards i love aztecs and mexicans i love mexicans and aztecs i'm you guys have a wonderful culture in south america you know what i mean our cultures are connected we taught you guys you know what I mean? We taught the Mexicans. Mexican comes from old Mac. It's Mexican. So we're, we're connected. We're cousins. Asian, same thing. So, uh, no, I don't. I, I got much respect for Asians. I love Asians that are true and understand that just as they have as much right as they have to cultural. Um, what's the word? Cultural pride. As much right as Asians have to cultural pride. We black Americans have that same right. And, and if you wouldn't want us to use a cultural degrading 
um, disrespectful word to you, just don't use it to us. That's all that we ask. And if you are going to use it towards us, know you're spinning in the face of our ancestors. That's what you're doing. You're not disrespecting me when you say nigga and hip hop. You're not disrespecting me. You're disrespecting my ancestors who died and fought so that word wouldn't be used against me. That's who you're spitting on. So now if I'm connected to them and I love them and I have reverence to my ancestors, well, naturally now it does feel like you're spitting on me. Same thing with you. When I say chink, well, that's not our word. That word came when they were dropping bombs in Hiroshima on you guys, right? That's when that word chink, even farther back than that, uh, railroads. So do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not, when I say chink, it's not you that I'm disrespecting. It's your ancestors. And if you are my friend, why in the fuck would I want to disrespect your ancestors? If you're my friend, my true friend, and I, I think everything about your culture is beautiful and I respect your culture, why in the fuck would I want to spit in the face of your ancestors who died with fucking napalm on their back, who died falling in holes building fucking train tracks, just like my ancestors died picking cotton in this country? Why do we got to do this? That's what I don't understand. If you Asians know that you guys suffered and Mexicans suffered, and when we were suffering, that same person, it was one person that gave you hell, that gave the Mexicans hell, and gave us hell. That same person called you chink, called him wetback and spick, and called me nigger. Why would you want to use that word? I don't want to call you chink because I know who used it, where it comes from. And it makes me side on with the side of the oppressor when I use it. Same thing with Mexicans. Why do you want to use it to me? Because, man, is we hip. Fuck that, man. Don't, don't, don't do that. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to use hip-hop as your reason to say nigga to me, then you're recognizing that you're of lower intelligence. Now you have to let me educate you. Do you see what I'm saying? You cannot say that, oh, we're the same intelligence and you ain't so smart and don't be thinking that you can teach. Okay, I won't. But you have to show that you're smarter. When you call me a nigga as an Asian or when you call any black person a nigga and you're not black. You're highlighting the fact that you do not know about the historical relevance that comes with that word and its connection to my culture and or it shows you don't care. One of the two. So let's not play and mask around behind. Oh, man, it's just cool. No, it's not cool. It's not cool. But yeah, no, shout out to all my um Chicano and my um Aztec. So my Aztec warriors, my Mexicans, La Raza. Shout out to my Asians, you know, my Cambodians, my Laotians, my Mongs, my Japanese, my Negritos. You know what I mean? Up there in, in my if you guys know about that, you guys know about them in Vietnam? You guys don't know about the Negritos up there in Vietnam, the black samurais, yeah. Yeah, karate was brought, martial arts was brought by an African from India to Asia as he studied the animals going, as he studied the animals on his journey to Asia. A guy, I think his name was Bopan or Bomapan or something like that. Yeah, an Indian black fella studied how animals fought as he traveled to Asia and came up with something called martial arts and introduced it to Asian people. And that's where karate comes from. Yeah, that's why, you know, when you see ninjas, they always got black on. Yeah, that's because the first ninjas were black Africans that used to come and do that shit. So the Asians try to dress up like what they saw. That's why when you see ninjas dressed in black, 
That's what it means. The Asians are trying to replicate what they saw. The greatest assassins at one point were black um, Indian Moors, black African Moors. They were some of the greatest assassins, the Berbers. You guys should look up your history. So that's why Asians wrap up in black garb when they go into ninja assassin mode because they're replicating the blacks. You guys should look up your history, like I said. And again, the Negritos, about when the blacks came over to Vietnam and how they thought they were Asian gods because it was the first time that they seen black people since, you know what I mean? You guys should look up the, we're, I'm telling you, man, the indigenous black people of earth, their history is being wiped out and replaced. Jews have taken over Jews. Native, so-called Native Americans have taken over who are the true aboriginal people of North America. It's a shit show, people. It's a goddamn shit show. All right, we're not going to stay here too much longer. What else is going on in the world? So, yeah, just that, no disrespect to the Mexicans. I love your culture. I got all respect for you. Until you guys disrespect my ancestors, then it's fuck your ancestors, too. That's how I feel. I got nothing but respect for Asian culture and ancestors and uh, Aztec, Mexican, Chicano as, uh, uh, ancestors and cultures. But once you disrespect mine by saying nigga, then all bets are off. Fuck you, fuck your ancestors, and we're going to throw some racial slurs around. That's how I feel. Let's keep the racial slurs out of it is what I feel. There's, you can listen to hip-hop. There's plenty of words. It's one word, nigga. It's one word. You can just leave it out. But if you choose to play in it, I'm going to play in your racial word, too. We're going to play some racist. We're going to throw some mud. That's all I'm saying. We're throw some mud. Or we can just leave the mud out of it and keep it friendly. Your, your choose. Your, your choice. Play at your own risk. Uh, what else is going on? Do Kanye, Swiss, and now Puffy takes up the Adidas boycott. Oh, right. <laughs> rich nigga problems. Them is rich nigga problems. Rich nigga problems. What the fuck are y'all beefing? Oh, my caviar was cooked way too light. Well, do you know that my quail eggs was not done the right way? Ain't that a bitch how they try to pull us into their rich problems? Now Puffy's on his social media talking about everybody out there. This is a fight for quail eggs. Quail eggs should not be undercooked and caviar should not be minced. We're poor. We're like, what the fuck? Everybody get on board. I am Puffy and I'm taking up this charge as a person. I knew that this would be my calling. I'm taking this fight up for the people. We want minced caviar and we want our quail eggs to be freshly boiled. Fuck out of here with them rich nigga problems. Do you see what's going on with Ray J though? What's going on with Ray J and Kim Kardashian? Holy shit. God damn, there's three tapes? God damn, there's three tapes. I, I remember we was watching that Kim Kardashian. That was a, it wasn't even a good tape, man. Well, nigga, you didn't even really put it down. You didn't you didn't beat her buns into submission. You didn't make her submit. You know what I'm saying? You didn't give her a good hood pounding. You know what I'm saying? Like the men please nah ray j nah ray j didn't give her a hood pounding nah ray j didn't give her a hood pounding that was the one thing i remember like nigga when you get a bitch from calabasas you're supposed to fucking tear out the frame fam you're supposed to oh my god this nigga just get out of jail ray j didn't give it out of jail pipe game nah man but i thought it was one tape three tapes and i didn't know that chris fucking recorded it did you guys know that god damn. oh my god welcome to the hotel california it's a bunch of evil shit did you guys hear that so all this time, we thought that Ray J and Kim Kardashian just was fucking around on some teenage shit, said record, and made a tape. No. Turns out that the mom, Kris Jenner, shots out to her. 
mom doing what mom's got to do. Shit. Turns out that mom, Chris Jenner, Chris fucking Jenner orchestrated the whole goddamn thing. No, not that angle. No, we're going to, no, lift her leg up, Ray J. Okay, change the light. Slap her ass, Ray J. I need two slap asses, Ray J. Stick your finger in her butt, Ray J. Okay, one finger in the mouth. We're going to fish hook. Ray J, if you could please skeet off on this left side of her hair, not the, this is mom, nigga, doing this. Nigga, mom? That's some ooh-wee. That's some evil shit. Now Ray J's out at his, out his, at his Vavilla. This nigga's out at his Vavilla, and he's putting text messages up on fucking prompters, and he's playing shit that I shouldn't be seeing, but I'm watching it, and I see it, and Kanye going back and forth, and contracts, and money, and everybody's about to get exposed. There's a third tape, and actually there's a fourth one. Man, what the fuck? Man, I'm telling you, man, rich people problems. I'm telling you, man, this is rich people shit. We, we motherfucker, we poor people. We sit back with our popcorn and our poor little atmosphere life. R- regular shit. And we just watch this kind of shit. Are you serious? Wow. That's the most shocking thing to me is that Chris Jenner orchestrated the whole fucking thing. That was what's crazy. I just knew that Kim and Ray J just was being young and just made a tape. I didn't know. She, and she played it perfectly because it got her what she wanted. God damn, man. Shouts out to Chris Jenner, you fucking evil genius. Yeah, she's a goddamn evil genius. She orchestrated this shit into a fucking multi-billion dollar conglomerate. She orchestrated a sex tape into a multi... I couldn't have did that. If I did a sex tape, that shit would have just made a couple circuits around my neighborhood and then somebody would have lost it. I wouldn't have been able to turn it into a multi-billion dollar fucking conglomerate, man. God damn. Shouts out to Chris Jenner and Kim. Both of them, too. Chloe and what's the other mean one? Chloe, what's the other mean one? The other mean Kardashian is Chloe, there's Kim, and there's damn, I can't remember. Kristen, whatever the other fucking Kardashian is. All you bitches should be happy that Kim sucked dick three times. And you all should be happy that Chris Jenner, the mother, gave up her fucking soul. She ain't Yeah, Chris yeah. Jenner, you're gonna be in hell. You're gonna you gave up your soul. You gave up your your chance at eternal life. That's over. You set your daughter out to get fucked on camera for money. Man, brilliant play. But she ain't going to be in heaven. Yeah, you ain't going to be in heaven. When you get, yeah, I'm sorry. When Kardashian, what was the dad's name? Was the dad's name Robert Kardashian? Yeah, he's going to be like, yeah, Chris, sorry. You got to go down there. When Who knows what he did? <laughs> Them Kardashians, boy, I tell you, man. But I guess the Kardashian name wasn't even that big of a name. I guess like after legal fees and they were just kind of just living in Calabasas basically about to be living in Compton (laughs) they were in Calabasas basically about five years away from living in Compton if things didn't go the right way I'm saying this bitch was carrying fucking clothes and shit so they had to put up together play and Chris did it look you finna suck some dick we gonna take over all of Stone Mountain okay (laughs) and it worked shit fucking worked god damn Ah, yeah, 50 Cent versus Game. Do you guys care about that? Does anybody care about 50 Cent versus Game? Them niggas ain't gonna fight, nigga. That's what y'all should do. Fuck all the talking. Fuck, get a celebrity boxing match. The Game and 50 Cent. I'm there. Speaking of fights, did you guys check out UFC 279? Fucking uh, Diaz versus Ferguson. Shamaya versus Kevin Holland. Wasn't that shit crazy? That was a goddamn shit show, wasn't it? That was a fucking shit show. The way that the car got all scrambled around, but it ended up being good because I did not want to see Nate Diaz versus Chemayev. I'm going to be a keeper of bean with you. If you think, nigga, that nigga Chemayev pulled Kevin Holland's shoulder out of place. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga Kevin 
holler was like, damn, this nigga ripped my goddamn shoulder out the socket. Yeah, nigga, that angry fucking Russian czar. Wrestling around on the ground with that air, that mad Russian czar. Nigga, that nigga's a Russian czar. Nigga, you don't fuck around with no Russian czar. Nigga, that's a Russian czar. Nigga, Chemayev, nigga. I ain't gonna lie, I was mad at him. I was hating on him. You stupid motherfucker. You playing crazy. You fucked up the cards. Undisciplined ass nigga. But then I thought, wait a second. Like, I just, I just got on Neil about this. I just got on Mr. Neil about this now, nigga. Now he's talking shit and he's arrogant. Let's stick with it. We like people that talk shit. Why don't I like Chemayev? Probably because I can't understand what he's saying when he's talking shit. But never mind. He's trying. His English is way better than my Chechnya. I'll tell you that. Chemayev's English is way better than my fucking Russian. So I'm not going to sit here and poke holes at his shit, nigga. I'm, I, nigga, go get him, Chemayev. Fucking right. Slam them niggas. I do think that you probably need to stay 185, though. Usually when you miss weight multiple times, it's a good indicator that you need to be up one weight. It's usually what it is. So, yeah. And the way you ragdolled Kevin Holland, God damn, he ragdolled that nigga. We don't got no niggas in the UFC. All we got is we're hopeful. John Jones, that's it. We, who do we got? We got Aljermaine Sterling. That's it. Aljermaine Sterling's the only nigga that got to belt that comes from black. Oh, fucking. I forgot. Sorry. Leon Edwards. Fucking KO Kamaru Usman. So that's two Jamaican niggas, right? It should be a spliff. We should roll big pond spliff the bad man. For Jamaica got two fucking champions there. Yeah, got two Jamaican champions, nigga. Not one nigga, not one African-American nigga in America can do shit. We can't fight. We can't do shit. That's why I say the gang gang shit is unnecessary, nigga. Stop. And you, all you niggas that's getting out of prison, if you're so tough, get in the UFC then, goddamn. <laughs> want to get out of prison with all the muscles and try to walk around like they're tough you're not tough you're a big bitch nigga go get in some ufc how come you how come the ufc isn't flooded all you niggas keep getting out of jail every nigga every day a nigga gets out of jail with a that has gang history why is he not getting involved in mixed martial arts and getting a contract with the ufc that's what all the other gangsters every all the other gangsters and all the other tough guys of all the nations are all going into the ufc why aren't our tough guys doing it? Because they're not so tough. Yeah, they like to catch their ops lacking and shit. They're not tough. All the muscles, all that big, thick neck, all the tattoos, all that scariness. You're a big bitch. God, I wish I wouldn't have spent so much of my life fooled by you fucking cowards. Yeah, niggas will get out of jail, have big muscles, and oh my God, a nigga did 30 years and ooh. He's a bitch. Why isn't he not putting his fighting skills to the test then? I swear to God, if I got out of jail, the first thing I would be trying to do is get an MMA, nigga. If I'm really tough. If I was fucking niggas up in jail, I was really whooping niggas' ass in jail, and I whoop any niggas' ass that talk shit, but then why not get paid for it? What you gonna do? You gonna go back to your neighborhood, sit on the fucking stoop? You lazy piece of shit, nigga. That's why I say, nigga, nigga shut up, nigga. Niggas getting out of jail is bitches and gay. That's all they is. They, they fucking ass fucking. You heard fucking hot boy Turk. Did you guys hear Hot Boy Turk on the fucking Drink Champs, nigga? This nigga said, I fucked a man. Like, Nori was, like, waiting for him to, like, change it some way. No, the nigga said he was fucking people in prison, nigga. All you niggas, any niggas get out of jail, them niggas is jack-off, jack-off addicts, and they fuck boy pussy. That's what they do. Niggas aren't tough. They're not, nigga, they're cowards. Nigga, all that muscle shit is just so they can take it. They like taking boy pussy. That's what it is. It's, they didn't lift weights to be physically fit. That's not why they did it. They lifted it so they could punk somebody that's not as physically fit as them that's all fucking cowards 
That's why I was listening to some guy. I can't remember. I think his name is, um, he just did an interview on Vlad TV. I think his name is Michael Thompson. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was, um, he was a shot caller in the Aryan Brotherhood. But he was explaining the difference that to be part of the brand, you have to be able to conduct yourself by yourself. Like there is no initiation. See, gangs, they got to jump you in and they got to do all this bitch shit. You got to kill an innocent person. This is gang shit. Drive-by shootings, go get an op, all this bitch gang coward shit. But to be a part of the brand, they want to see you in a fist fight. Can you handle yourself by yourself? Then you can be a part of our brand. Are you strong enough to handle yourself and control your environment by yourself without needing, hey, guys, hey, everybody, help. If three guys rush you with knives, do you look them three guys in the eyes and say, fuck it, live or ride or die, let's go. So what it takes to be in different gangs, the initiation process, it says a lot about who you are. Our initiation process into our gangs is just meant for pussies. It has nothing to do with standing on your own. It's all about the gang, the group. We're going to jump together, grab a gun and shoot and kill. How do I test what I'm made of if I grab a gun and shoot and kill? Don't you guys want to see me in a fistfight situation when I get my front tooth knocked out? If I spit, you know what I'm saying? Don't you want to see me with blood in my eyes? Don't you want to see what I'm made of? I'm asking the gangs. I would. If I was a gang, I want to see what you're made of, fam. I don't want to crash dummy. I want to see somebody. What are you made of, fam? Are you made of the warrior shit? If you're not, you can't fuck around because you're going to bring us down. When you get put in a situation, whether it be with law enforcement or um, rivals, you're going to let us down. I want to see who you're made of. Fuck out of here. Ah, Quan. Then you want got nigga like Quando Ronda won't be dropping his flag, nigga. That's one thing about Big U and them niggas that come from that generation. Them niggas ain't dropping no flags. They knew what they signed up for, nigga. They don't do a lot of crying. So one thing about Big U's generation, I give it to. Big U's generation. I've got a lot of positive things to say about the brother. Really disappointed with the brother, but his generation and him, they don't do too much crying, nigga. I know what comes with this shit, nigga. Don't you be crying for me now, nigga. <laughs> you understand me? I know exactly what comes with this life that I leave, and I still sign my name at the bottom line. So that is one difference that I see in the big used generation and the ones to follow. A lot of these ones to follow be asking a lot of questions why and be thinking they wanting the black community to help them with the cases and they want to go fund me when they get killed. Nah, nigga, nigga, you so dope on your Instagram picture. You had 10 racks. Why do I have to start a go fund me to bury your ass now? Nigga, nah, nigga, what the fuck you talking about? Nigga. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah. What's uh That was a good fight though. That was a good, I, I, like I said, UFC uh, 279 went exactly the way it should have been. I didn't want to see Diaz in there with, um, Chimaev. and honestly i didn't want to see T tony ferguson in there with jajang lang i didn't want to want to see young lions with the old guys on their way out i think that like it should start to be brackets like i want to see nate diaz and tony ferguson and connie conor mcgregor and um dustin poor i want to see those guys that came in together fight their generation that's what i want to see the worst thing that i that happens for me when i watch ufc is when i see a young lion in there with the old vet it's like, because old vets need that warm-up. So it's good when two of them get in there because they both need that little warm-up, that little, okay, let me get it. That The young guys don't need that. They, they ready to get right to it. So that's all. I just don't like to see, even when, like, with Conor McGregor, I didn't like to see Conor McGregor with Cowboy Cerrone, 
right? Conor McGregor's from a different generation. So that jump, even though Conor McGregor was rusty, he's from the, he's a young lion compared to Donald. So that jump, that happens all the time. When you put a young lion in there with a lion that's almost on his way out to the pasture, that's just looking, he's not fighting for money. He's not fighting for the bitches. He's not fighting for the fame. He's really fighting for legacy. And because this is what he spent his life doing. He doesn't know how to do anything else. So this is more what it is, is I'm going out on my shield. So like I said, with Tony Ferguson and um, Nate Diaz, that actually worked out good. And then Kevin Holland, the young lion, Kevin Holland's young. Chemayev's young. Got your fucking young ass strangled, nigga, by a lion that was of age. You know what I'm saying? Got your motherfucking ass strangled. I've never seen a nigga get strangled. I've never seen it. I've seen people get choked. I've seen people get... um. Um, I've seen headlocks. I've seen submissions. I what happened with Chimaev and Kevin Holland? That's the first time I've ever seen a nigga get strangled. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm just, you can guys can get mad at me if you want. I'm saying I've seen people get choked. I've seen people get um, headlocked. I've seen people get submitted. I have never seen a human being get strangled before. <laughs> <laughs> That nigga Kevin Holland jumped up, grabbed his shoulder like, fuck. Like, nigga. Like, Kevin Holland, when when Kevin Holland. Oh, God. Why do I got to do this? Kevin Holland's going to fuck me up. Fuck it. When Kevin Holland got up after fighting Shemayev, it looked like he wanted to say, nigga, why you even come over here? Nigga, why you (laughs) That's why I want my mom to invite you over, man. You play too rough. That's what Kevin Holland looked like, nigga, when Chemayev strangled that nigga. Kevin Holland jumped up. He grabbed his shoulder like, man, that's why you be playing too rough. <laughs> that nigga Chemayev jumped up like, yeah, I'm the nigga in the hood your mom ain't want you with, nigga. Yeah, I'm that nigga in the hood your mom didn't want you to play with, nigga. I played too rough, nigga. God damn, nigga. Oh, we. Um, what else is going on? Oh, shout out to Francis Tiapo. I hope I'm saying the guy's name right. First black man to get to the U.S. Open since Arthur Ashe. Let's give a big shout out. Yeah, everybody was talking about my last episode because it was late. They were like, Serena's out. You're talking about she's in. Motherfucker. It's a, it's a lag. It's a delay. When I put that episode out um, to the Republic and to the Republic for which it stands. Um, when I put that episode out, it almost got released to the public. I almost want to say almost a week late. It was almost like four to five days late. Because I was setting up my subscriptions, making sure the people that want to pay for my podcast get the episodes first, right? And just you too, if you're if you're a paid um, subscriber to the North Star Podcast on any platform, uh, Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Blueberry, or any of the other podcast platforms, um, you can click the link for the subscription. That way you get the content before anybody. Get it about a week before uh, other people. I'm going to have to shorten up that window. I think I might make it like three days. Yeah, four or five days is too much. I might do like three days. So this one might, people might get like three days before. But anyways, yeah, that's what happened. But yeah, shouts out to Francis. I hope I'm saying the brother's name right. Francis Tiapo, first black man to get to the U.S. Open since Arthur Ashe. Um, I think he went up against um, Alcarez. I think that's what he went up against. I'm sorry. You guys know I'm not a tennis guy. I just, I try to keep up on cultural relevant situations. Um, we're about to get out of here. Thank you guys for ch- tuning into the North Star podcast. But before I go, I want to leave you guys with a story that was shared with me. Um, 
this brother that I see out when I'm doing my runs, he was telling me the story. He went to the, and it's the story when he told it to me, it hit me in the heart. And because it hit me in the heart and I do a podcast, I'm like, I have to bring this story to my listeners because it so much summarizes the fight where black people are right now. The things that we need to be concerned with, if you just put your ear to your community and stop listening with your ears and listen with your heart. Okay. Stop listening with your ears and stop listening to what we're complaining about on a pseudo level and really use your heart and feel what's going wrong with our community. It'll tell you anyway. So this brother was telling me, he said uh, he was at uh, this restaurant in North Minneapolis called the Olympic cafe. Uh, All my Minnesota natives, people who are from Minnesota know about the Olympic cafe right there off West Broadway, across the street from McDonald's. And he said, now this Olympic cafe is a store that is pretty much the hub for all kind of gang gang shit. This is where the niggas sell weed. If you go to the Olympic cafe, you'll see about five, six niggas huddled up out there and see probably about four or five niggas in a car smoking weed and other niggas gang banging bandanas. It's gang shit. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of gang shit going on in front of the store. So I guess this brother goes into the Olympic cafe and he orders his food. Um, after he orders his food, another elderly black woman comes in and orders her food. Now the brother says when he orders his food, he says there's six, uh, niggas sitting in the little stoop, you know, being loud, being niggerish, you know what I'm saying? Just being young nigga shit. And they're, they're over there since like six of them and they're sitting in the chair over off to the side. So the brother says he orders his food. The, the older elderly lady goes up and orders her food. Um, the brother says he's waiting for a while. His food comes. He wraps it up. He begins to walk out. The elderly woman grabs his wrist firmly and stops him. And she says, um, excuse me, brother. Do you mind waiting until my food comes? If you could walk me um, out to my car out there. And the brother said when he said that, he said his heart dropped. He said because she looked over at the niggas over there. And now this is a black elderly woman. This isn't Simba Ali with his Trump. And this this is just a black elderly woman who obviously still stays in the black community. So her, um, her take and her interpretation of her neighborhood is even more vital than mine. So he said when she did that, he said, for sure, for sure, uh, sister, I will. And so the sister, the, the elderly woman, the elderly black woman got her food. He walked her out to the car and the brother said, I couldn't help it. I had to go back in the store. And I said, excuse me, come here. And you know what I'm saying? He said, now, now he said when he went to the young niggas, they was respectful. He said he went to the young niggas who looked dangerous. And he was like, and he said, as soon as he walked up to him, he's like, what's what's going on, OG? What's up? What's up, man? You need, you need something? Everything good? And he was like, yeah, everything good. He said, I just, he's like, you know, that, that old woman right there, she was so scared to get her food by herself, she asked me to walk her to the car. She was scared of y'all. And he was like, nah, I know y'all ain't in here. I know y'all some good brothers. A lot of y'all some good brothers. He's like, but you know, we got to be very conscious about the energy that we're putting off to people who are not coming from the streets. A lot of black people don't come from the streets. This is the important. Follow me, guys. He said, I know y'all good brothers. And for us who vibrate in the streets, we know y'all. He's like, but you got to understand there are so many black people who do not vibrate and come from the streets. And to them, they feel threatened. Do you see what I'm saying? Because you guys is over here with this gang type energy and you didn't do anything to make her feel safe. You didn't greet her. You didn't open the door for her. 
You didn't do anything to show this woman that we were trained the right way. And that black energy that we moved on since we've been in America, we still got that in us. So this is what the OG was telling the young brothers. Now, he said this to the young brothers and then the young brothers was like, oh, what? Oh, man, that's fucked up, man. No, OG, no, man. man, she, man as a matter of fact, when that lady come up here, we're going to escort her to her car every time. We're going to open the door for her every time. Now, these are good brothers. These are good young brothers. They just, you know, they just got the dreads appearance. If you were to look at these young niggas, you would say, gang, me. I'm telling you me. If I was to turn around and look at these niggas, I'd say, oh, lock these niggas up. Gang, gang ass niggas. But they weren't. They were nice brothers. And they didn't want to put off that energy. They just happened to do that. So the older, so the brother told him, hey, man, y'all make sure. So, so this is the story that I wanted to say about what's going on in our community. Even the brothers that aren't are still giving off the energy of the devil. That's what's so scary. We have to be, this is the fight that's going on in our community that's not going to be solved by Black Lives Matter or by any um, presidential nominees. <laughs> These are problems that we're going to have to deal with locally. We're going to have to deal with um, physically, directly. So that was just, and the brother told me that story, and I was grabbing my heart. I was like, oh, my God, just to think of a black guy. I can, know, I, can, I can already see her face. I can already see the fear in the black woman's face. Like, can you walk out with me? Please, I don't want these brothers is acting crazy nowadays. Fucking PNB Rock just got killed. Saul's Walker. There is no kind of, there's no barrier. There's nothing that we won't do to each other. So the fact that she asked the brother that and the brother had to go back and talk to the young dudes and then just to find out that the young dudes were not on that. But you guys are giving that energy off. We got to do something about that. We need a clear line between the devil and righteousness. Righteousness, we stand, we act, we conduct ourselves like this. Nothing like what the demons, the devils, the steppers do. And one of the clearest ways is how you conduct yourself with people. Hello, how you doing, ma'am? Let me get that door for you, ma'am. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what coat, what dreadlocks, what tattoo you have. When you conduct yourself like a human being, you get treated as such. By us in our community. I don't know what Asians or what white people or what Mexicans. I don't know how they do righteous people. But in our community, if you exert and show I'm righteous, I'm a good person. I was trained. I was brought up the right way. I care. Let me get that door for you. Hey, hey shorty, watch out. You know, don't 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 do that. Shorty, don't. You're going to get that back from us. If it's fake. You're trying to take a picture. If you come in the hood and you're trying to have your camera rolling while you talk to some young nigga who's like, nigga, you don't give a fuck about me. That might show too. Got to be careful. It has to be authentic and genuine. <sighs> so I thought I'd share that story. Everybody out there. Um, thank you guys for rocking with the North Star podcast again. Like I said, another episode. And I don't know what's going on with the water crisis in Mississippi, New York. <laughs> I thought it was Detroit. Too much lead in the water. They're trying to poison you niggas. Now, what it is with the water crisis is, do you know how old those pipes have been in the ground? Those pipes that our water flows through are the same pipes that were put there in 1814. Think about that. Our water system that runs through America, New York, Minnesota, Chicago, California, Boston, 
Miami, Texas, New Orleans, everywhere in America. Those pipes that the water flows through, when you turn on your water, the, where the water has to come from, those pipes have been underground because you can't change pipes. You know what you have to do to dig up pipes and change pipes? That's a trillion-dollar construction job just in Chicago. That's a trillion-dollar construction job just in Chicago if you want to dig up the pipes and put new pipes so we can get clean water. So that's what it is. The pipes, they've been there since 1817. They've got rust. they got corroded dirt, dead animals, dead Bugs, all kind of shit. Yeah, man, we better do something, man. These motherfuckers is running ramp shot, man. We better do something, man. The people, the people. Uh, this is Simbali. Thank you for rocking with the North Star Podcast. Don't forget that common sense is the best form of currency because it can be spent anywhere. Don't forget to click and come into the new YouTube channel, guys. Simbali. That's where I'll be going live at. Um, click the link in the bio, and I will see you guys next week.